back like we never left. It's Double Move Sports. Y'all know who it is. I'm Steph Albiero. I'm here with the fantasy phenom, Alex Lott. Free agency is done. It's now all eyes focused on draft season. We got a lot of quarterbacks to talk about today. We're going to be going through all these rookies. Alex, you ready to get into this? Yeah, man, it's going to be a blast. I mean, we're starting this rookie ranking series today, getting to the top five quarterbacks. Soon after this, we're going to have the top eight running backs and then the top 10 wide receivers. And who knows, if this series goes well, if people are loving it, they want more of this content, let us know in the comments below and we might even get into some additional sleepers beyond those rankings. So this quarterback class is going to be fun. Uh, five guys expected to go in the first half of the first round. Jets have traded Sam Darnold. So now the first three picks should be locks for quarterback. So, Steph, I'm hyped to see what you got here with your rankings. I'm hyped to debate with you a little bit. Hopefully we get some disagreements going here. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to go through our top five today, guys. Alex and I, you know, we wanted to do the census thing, but we were like, screw it, man. Who cares if we disagree? Let's get into it. That's what this whole thing is about. Yeah, I don't want your rankings tainting my <laughs> rankings. Couldn't Shots fired already. And we're going to go through just the top five here. If you guys want to see our full rankings for this class join our discord community we'll put the description for that in the link down below we're also starting dynasty leagues in there so hop in we got high stakes leagues we got ten dollar buy-in leagues we got everything join the conversation we're in there with a bunch of guys right now and look man as far as football goes this is really the dead period for the mainstream so all attention could be devoted to you and your roster in the discord right now but let's get into these quarterbacks. It really feels like we have a clear big five. And at absolute latest, that fifth QB is going to go 15th overall to the New England Patriots. There's no way these guys fall below a top yep. 15. We have the Broncos that could be in play with a top 10 draft pick. Atlanta sitting there at number four. Rumors are coming out that they may be willing to move back from that number four overall pick after the Sam Darnold moves and the San Francisco moves. But at number one overall, it's Trevor Lawrence. Not much more else to say here. Right? Like Alex, can we just move on? Like, Do you have any Trevor Lawrence takes that haven't already been said? No, nothing <laughs> that hasn't been said. But just for the listeners, just you know, we all know Trevor Lawrence. We all know he's fantastic. But I just want to roll through a quick bio on this guy. I don't want to spend too much time breaking it down because it is pretty clear cut. He's 6'6", 220, 21 and a half years old. And he's the prototypical NFL prospect. He has never wavered from being the top quarterback prospect coming through the ranks over the past several years. He was the top prospect in high school. He absolutely dominated at Clemson, got better every single season. So no red flags, nothing not to like. He can make all the throws. He's mobile, has that prototypical quarterback size. So... Trevor Lawrence, it's pretty easy, and we do have the advantage of knowing where he's going to land. He's going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars at one overall, which is a big advantage when we talk about some of these guys. A lot of them could be landing spot dependent, especially when we do get into running backs and wide receivers. But with Lawrence, it's a slam dunk. You know, maybe you could argue that a guy like Fields has more upside, but Lawrence is just so stable, man. He's a, he's a lock. Yeah, 6'6", 220 for T-Law. I mean, that's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert at his combine, 6'6", 236. So these guys are athletic freaks. Even though we don't typically 
you know, think about them as like the same way we do as like a wide receiver or a running back or even a tight end, right? They just, that position doesn't require as much of that athleticism to go up, high point the ball, things like that. But even with Trevor Lawrence, the guy has had a season with over 500 rushing yards in college. Yes, it's not the Kyler Murray 1,000-yard season. It's not the Jalen Hurts 1,200-rushing yard season in college. But Trevor Lawrence will be able to get it done on the ground. And I know he gets compared to, you know, Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, these these bulletproof prospects. Alex, are you looking at him the same way? Is he like a 100% no question, like he's going to crush it in the pros? Man, you never know. I mean... It's impossible. We've seen it before. These guys with a lot of hype, kind of face plant year one. There's it's some impossible risk to there. Say. With- it's impossible <laughs> to say for 100% certainty, but with Trevor Lawrence, he has the most going for him than any guy we've seen probably since Andrew Luck. And Joe Burrow felt this way last season, but Trevor Lawrence even more so than Joe Burrow because he's been that number one guy for so long. And this is this is just a given, a given Steph. I mean, We'll get into Justin Fields. We'll talk about his upside. But at the number one spot, there's it's not even worth debating anymore because we know who Trevor Lawrence is. We know what he's going to do. And there's no reason to think that he's going to struggle in the NFL. And even if he does, he's going to have that four-year leash of that rookie contract. Even if he's an average NFL quarterback for fantasy, for dynasty purposes, you know you're getting your quarterback spot filled for four years. And in a super flex league, even if he does fall on his face, that's going to have some value. And certainly for a rookie... Uh, this is actually really interesting from our, our discussions in the Discord channel. We were comparing Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why it was specifically those three players, but we were. <laughs> Look, comparing the weapons in Jacksonville to the weapons that Joe Burrow had in Cincinnati, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is poised for success. They're going to build this whole offense around him. Let's just hope Urban Meyer is is the guy to to build this system and allow T-Law to produce. But let's talk about Justin Fields now. He's our consensus number two. We both have him there. And I don't know why he's not getting the hype of some of these other prospects. I, I really don't know. I think it's because a lot of times when we get these quarterbacks that are traditionally more mobile, like Jalen Hurts, like Lamar Jackson, even like a Josh Allen, his early early years in the league. We we just feel like, or at least the media feels like, because I don't feel this way, that you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't be a great passer and a thousand yard a year rusher. And we've seen a lot of those cases where mobile quarterbacks aren't the most accurate passers at the next level. I feel like some of that narrative is getting stuck to Justin Fields, but Justin Fields has shown way more in the passing game than a lot of these prospects and had a 70% completion percentage. Granted, I know it was only the eight games in 2020. He did have some down moments, but everybody does. No one's no one's tape is perfect, but is super efficient. In that 2019 season, in 14 games, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions, Unreal. added another 484 rushing yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns on the season with a 67% completion percentage. His yards per attempt is in the 82nd percentile amongst all quarterbacks. His college QBR, 92.1, 96th percentile amongst all quarterbacks. He's 6'3", 227, ran a official 
Adjusted time of 4.51 at his pro day. There's nothing not to like. He's electric. He's everything. If you want the Jalen Hurts, you want the Kyler Murray type of player, that's what Justin Fields is going to be. And that's why he has more upside in the league than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. And the upside, like you said, it's definitely in Fields' favor. You mentioned the 4-5-1 adjusted 40. That was a raw 4-4-6. So who knows at the combine if he could have gotten under that 4-5 mark. But that is elite speed for the quarterback spot. 10 rushing touchdowns in 2019 at Ohio State. And if Justin Fields goes to San Francisco at number three, I think people will be willing to take him over Trevor Lawrence in Superflex leagues. Wow. I really do because when you think about these guys, the upside for a Trevor Lawrence, you know, you think about that max scenario, it's probably what, like an Aaron Rodgers, not necessarily their play style, but as far as the production, elite passing production, he's going to add some value with his legs like Rodgers did earlier in his career. Uh, maybe Lawrence is even a little bit more mobile. Maybe he's more similar to the Andrew Luck that we saw for several years and maybe even a little better if he hits his full potential. But with Justin Fields, you think about that quarterback cheat code in fantasy football, the upside for him is a Kyler Murray plus. It's a Lamar Jackson plus. And you think about those guys right now, they're your top three, top four quarterbacks in dynasty formats. So for Fields, because of that four, four, six, 40 yard dash time, because of the rushing ability, because of the tendency in the rushing game as well, I think the ceiling is a little bit higher. Now the the floor is lower, certainly. The landing spot's going to matter a lot more for Fields than it will for Lawrence. He's still going to be my number two no matter what. I don't think there is a landing spot that can make him jump Trevor Lawrence before we get to week one of 2021. But I'm just going to say Justin Fields is closer to the one spot than he is the three spot for me in this class for sure. So if it's not the New York Jets, because it seems like they're pretty locked in on the next guy we're going to talk about, Zach Wilson. It's not San Francisco. Maybe it is. They're beating the drum pretty hard right now for Mac Jones. That that could just be a smokescreen. <laughs> that would be nuts. And they actually do plan on taking fields there at three. Obviously, they felt like later on in the draft that, that they, they weren't going to be able to get that quarterback that they wanted. To me, 103 seems a bit early for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him too. But for Justin Fields, let's say he does fall. Like, worst case scenario, right? We said more than likely these big five quarterbacks aren't going to make it out of the top 15 picks. So if it goes to New England... Gotta love them there. They're already building a system around a mobile quarterback with Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about where he is right now in his career and how good his passing game looks, but Cam Newton was a producer in fantasy football for many, many weeks, especially earlier in the season. Denver, I think, is a great landing spot. They have a ton of weapons. Noah Fant. They still have Melvin Gordon, who can definitely be a quarterback's best friend in the passing game there. They're probably going to bring somebody else in. Would love that as like a a Kenny Gainwell or like a Chuba Hubbard type landing spot. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Jerry Judy. They have KJ Hamler. So, I mean, what's not to like? That would be fantastic. I mean, there's no, to me, there's no bad landing spot. It's tough to come up with one. Even if Washington jumps up, I think that would be pretty good as well. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's the ugly one right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Detroit's the ugly one. But let's, let's talk about Zach Wilson. I think at this point, the Jets are taking him. He's going to... So Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson's your number three. I want to clarify, Steph. He's not my number three guy. So we'll talk about, we'll go ahead and talk about your number three guy. I've got Zach Wilson right now. I had him at five, which is a little bit of a hot take. I moved him up to four. Interesting. But 
I've got Trey Lance at number three and Zach Wilson at number four. Steph, you've got Zach Wilson at three and Trey Lance at four. We'll start with Wilson. We'll talk about his game. We'll talk about what we like and don't like, and we'll jump to Trey Lance next. But um, what can you tell me about Zach Wilson? I'm going to be honest, Alex. I have risen significantly on Zach Wilson over the last week because as much as I don't love him as a player, like he's just, I don't know. He, he's a turnoff for me. I think if maybe it's the punchable face. <laughs> maybe he was playing in Poor a, guy. playing at BYU against not the best level of competition. He seemingly came out of nowhere as a junior in his third season. I, I don't necessarily buy into all the hype, but if he's going to be taken second overall and he's going to land on an offense where they're going to build around his skill set, and he's going to have Jamison Crowder playing in the slot. Maybe. The word is out on Denzel Mims. I'm a believer, but who knows? Corey Davis, they did bring him in. It's whatever. He, he's not absolutely <laughs> awful. But who knows if that last year in Tennessee was was just a flash in the pan or not. So the upside with Zach Wilson, he has an extremely talented arm. He's hyper-accurate. He can make the throws deep downfield. He's still young, hasn't turned 22 yet. So if you like Joe Burrow, I think you got to like Zach Wilson. Now, those guys actually don't get compared to each other a lot. When people think Zach Wilson, they think more of like a Drew Locke or a Johnny Manziel. I, I just don't see those comps quite being there because Zach Wilson had never had a season with over 255 rushing yards. And you got guys like Johnny Manziel putting up over 1,000 in some of these seasons. So maybe that's a scheme thing. Maybe it's not. But for Zach Wilson, I have to just look away from the player and look at he's going to get the draft capital. He's going to have, no doubt, an opportunity. And if he succeeds there, he's going to be like – think about Justin Herbert coming into this draft. A lot of people really down on him. And we've just realized over time like – It's true. Yeah, I know you, you had that infamous trade early on. I think you got enough. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think you got enough back there to justify it. But if you had known what Justin Herbert was going to be, you would have held on to him. So that same type of, of thing in my mind is stuck there. When I'm thinking about Zach Wilson and what he can do with the New York Jets, I think the Jets still kind of in a rebuild right now, obviously with the rookie quarterback coming in, getting rid of their, their uh, getting rid of Sam Darnold, bringing in some weapons. We'll see what, what Salah can do. But that's all right now. I do have to have Zach Wilson at three because I can't just just do my own scouting and say what I want to happen. I have to look at what's actually happening in the draft and on the field. I feel like there's been this like tidal wave of Zach Wilson is going to the Jets. And I expect it to happen because everywhere you look, every news outlet, every anything is saying, oh, Zach Wilson to the Jets, this and that. It could be fake. It could be a smokescreen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You've seen this before. Like outside of beat reporters, outside of some insiders, things like that. Yes, a lot of times they're accurate. So, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd still bet on Zach Wilson to the Jets. But this is not a foregone conclusion like Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville is. So if Zach Wilson ended up not getting taken second overall to the New York Jets, I would not be that surprised. So, yes, we can start to think about the likelihood that he's there and project what he could be in New York and things like that. But I really want to think about... The player, and I think you did a great job of outlining him, his upside. 
And you're right. The thing that scares me the most is 2020 season. The 2020 season for Zach Wilson came out of nowhere. In 2019, in nine games, he had 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions on a 62% completion percentage at BYU. Awful. You know, he's probably competing for his job. He came into this season in a quarterback competition at BYU, and now we're talking about him second overall potentially in the draft, third in the quarterback rankings here. And, yes, last season he was phenomenal. You know, 11 yards per attempt, 97th percentile, 73% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and 10 touchdowns rushing. Fantastic season, but we've seen so little from Zach Wilson in terms of sample size. If I'm going to go with a guy on a, on a short sample size, I'm going to go with Trey Lance, a guy who is not even 21 years old, a guy who only played one game this past season because of COVID, plays at um, North Dakota State. So, yes, similar in terms of questionable competition. But in 2019, when we got to see Trey Lance in full force, 28 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. We talked about rushing upside. We talked about it with Justin Fields. Trey Lance has even more rushing upside than Justin Fields. Trey Lance in 2019 in one college season, 1,100 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns at the college level. Unbelievable. So yes, there are things about Trey Lance's game that he needs to work on. Could probably work on his accuracy. Uh, He could use some development. Might not even be drafted to be a starter right away if he ends up going to somewhere like New England. Who knows? He might be in a quarterback competition day one, which might push him down people's board. But in terms of upside in the NFL, I want Trey Lance because I want that guy that's going to be a locked-in potential top five dynasty quarterback year in and year out. I don't know if Zach Wilson can get there. I think Trey Lance can get there. He's got prototypical size. You know, he's 6'4", 226. He's got the arm strength. He's got the arm talent. He just might need some additional development because he really only got, you know, one full season at North Dakota State at the collegiate level. So that's why I have Trey Lance above Zach Wilson. I still think Zach Wilson can be a great quarterback. I think he's going to go in the top eight picks of most Superflex league drafts. But if I'm picking between these two guys before we really know the landing spot, more so for Trey Lance, because like we said, Zach Wilson's is a foregone conclusion at this point. I'm going to lean with the upside um, of Lance. And for all those reasons you said, I do have Lance at four. Just the fact that he didn't even play in the BCS is a concern. But if a team's going to invest in him, if he does go in the top half of the first round, we know he's going to get the opportunity at some point. And when he does get the opportunity, I want to have a few shares to capture that upside. Let's talk about our number five. So, yeah, let's go ahead and hit on Mac Jones from Alabama. Could have arguably won the Heisman this past season. You know, the big difference with him and some of the other guys on the list, and really the reason I did end up moving Zach Wilson in front of Mac Jones was because of the mobility. Um Mac Jones is a phenomenal passer, but from a fantasy football perspective, I just think the lack of mobility could be a problem. I mean, 14 rushing yards last season at Alabama, uh, not quite going to get it done at the NFL level. And we've seen guys have successful careers, obviously, in the NFL who can't really run the ball. But today's NFL is shifting towards that dynamic quarterback. So that is why I moved Zach Wilson in front of Jones, not because he's some elite running athlete, but just because he has enough mobility to give you some sort of floor there. And I, I really hope Mac Jones does actually land in San Francisco because oh, that would be he's going to be able to make the right decision and, and get the ball in the playmaker's hands, run the Shanahan offense. 
And just like at Alabama, if you can get guys the ball, if you can process the defense, be accurate, both short, intermediate, and even deep, less so in Shanahan's system, at least of what we've seen recently, he's going to be able to get these guys the ball. And his his yards after the catch from his receivers, should he land in San Francisco, is going to make him really appealing. I think if he does go to the 49ers, it's going to be a Justin Herbert type situation where he will have a guy over him on the depth chart knowing that the reins are going to get handed over this season. But Mac Jones was an absolute stud in 2020. Was solid in 2019, but definitely elevated his game. 41 touchdowns, four interceptions. Set the college record for completion percentage. Was 100th percentile QBR, 97th percentile yards per attempt. Maybe there's some questions, not only with the mobility, but, you know, why didn't Mac Jones play sooner? Obviously, it's because he had two NFL caliber quarterbacks in front of him on the depth chart. It's interesting because I feel like he could have pulled a Joe Burrow or Justin Fields and transferred to another school and been that dominant starter from day one or at least his sophomore year. And just like you said for Zach Wilson, we just we've seen less from a guy like Mac Jones as well. So who knows if that was a little bit of the Alabama system, the weapons that he had, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle there for a little bit, a dominant offensive line. Who knows if that was truly Mac Jones, but I do believe in Jones. I could easily see, I mean, he keeps moving between three and five in my rankings. I happen to have him at five today. Landing spot's going to tell us a lot, but it's another guy that it's been said before. He's the most pro ready quarterback in this class. Yeah, I agree with you for the most part. He is pro-ready in terms of being a pocket passer, in terms of being a very cognitive quarterback. But I think there's a couple landing spots that would concern me a little bit for Mac Jones. If he doesn't go to a team that has elite weapons, you mentioned San Francisco would be fantastic. If he ended up going to a place like Denver, I think it would be fantastic. If he went to like a New England, I don't know how much I would love that fit. Yes, he'd have Bill Belichick, but with the offense that they they have and that they run, I would have some concerns there. Obviously, Detroit is a bit of a landmine as well. So Mac Jones, the landing spot's going to tell us a lot. Like you said, I have him at five, but it's not because I don't like him as a player that I don't think he's going to be good. And it's funny that we both have Mac Jones at five last on the list that we're going to go through today. But if we look at... ADP, we both have Mac Jones above consensus, so certainly not down on him. Again, you can see our full draft board for the first three rounds of this rookie class in our Discord, constantly updating that and chatting with everybody in there. But guys, really appreciate y'all listening and watching. Let us know in the comments down below your top five quarterbacks in this class, what order you have them in. A like and a sub, always appreciated. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.